on the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports, and my co-host, Sean Smith of A to Z Sports. This is episode 75 of On the Preds. And lo and behold, when you know it, the Predators have been eliminated from the playoffs, Sean. Did Can't you hear about this? No, I, I don't know. When did that happen? That's it happened last me. night. It happened what? last night. Uh, hold on, Alex. You're meaning to tell me that the Predators lost the game last night? No, they didn't. They actually won their last game. They won on Monday against Calgary. Dramatic so in the playoffs. Dramatic three to two shootout win. Cody Glass, UC Soros, and Tommy Novak all play big roles. But unfortunately, the points were not in their favor, and all the Jets had to do was get one point, and they beat the Minnesota Wild last night. So, Sean, they are eliminated. How are you going to get eliminated from the playoffs on your day off? That is because you have uh, struggled to win consistently all year long, mm. and you've put yourself in a position to not make the playoffs at the very end. So that's how. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So we're going to talk about that briefly, and then we're also going to talk about you know where where does uh, there's still two games left in the season. So Thursday and Friday they play two home games. To meaningless home games for Nashville, although they aren't that meaningless for Minnesota and Colorado. But um, we'll talk about maybe what happens with those. So, um, yeah, the season's over. Um, it all comes down to this: the 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 playoff, the Nashville's playoff odds kind of fluctuated between two and ten percent for like a month, and it was as high as ten percent because. Players like Tommy Novak and UC Soros and uh, Tyson Berry and Ryan McDonough and Dante Fabro were all, you know, doing good things out there. And then it yeah. went down to like 2% because they had a very young, inexperienced lineup that got steamrolled by some teams like the Jets and like, uh, who else did they get steamrolled by recently? Feels like uh, Dallas that happened. So, yeah, it, it's it's just like it did feel like this was inevitable. There was just this crazy long shot of a chance that you thought maybe they can do it, but they didn't do it. Didn't so do it. What do you think about that? You know, I, I, I guess if I can get really reflective here and get really deep on this, I, I would say. <laughs> yeah, reflect away. Number one, I think, Alex, listeners, when you look at the Predators coming into the season, I, I want to say that you, you probably felt like good things were bound to happen. I think the team had improved. I think on paper, if you had remembered what David Poyle said at the end of last season, said, I need to go out and get John Hines, the guys he needs to get the job done. And you, you look at some of the additions um, in the offseason, I think you would you would probably be willing to say that, you know, he did, he did exactly that. You know, you bring in, Nino Niederreiter, um, Ellie Tolvanen's playing an expanded role. Ryan McDonough's coming in. Um, this is an improvement um, at forward. It's an improvement at defense. And you've got, which we were questioning maybe a little bit. I think we all agreed coming out of, out of camp that Kevin Lankinen had earned the backup spot, but I think it was still kind of a question mark as to how sustainable um, his play would be moving forward. Um, but you thought good things were going to happen for the team. And when things weren't going so well and the team was not really looking like a team that was going to make the playoffs with all of this firepower, I think what ends up happening is you, you really start to say, okay, 
something's wrong. Like, you know, there's, there's trouble in, in Smashville, Alex, and, and yeah. they need to get it out. That's when you start hearing the call for all the, the fire Heinz talk, the fire Poil talk. Um, you want, you want to, you want to talk about doing a big sell off and lo and behold. And I think, I think everyone was surprised that, that what happened at the trade deadline happened. Um, and I don't just mean moving on from Tanner Janot and Matthias Eckholm and Mikhail Granlund and Nino Niederreiter, but I also mean David Poyle announcing that he's going to retire at the end of the season. You, 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 didn't, you didn't see this coming because the team's been fine to stand pat several years in a row and they've been close, but they decide to be sellers. And you say to yourself, okay, they're selling everybody off. They're going to they're gonna do a rebuild. Poyle made a big point of once again giving a definition and saying it's not a rebuild, it's a reset, which we've heard competitive rebuild before. We've heard youth movement before, and it's all kind of fallen by the wayside when push comes to shove. So, I mean, pardon everyone who's been paying attention for for (laughs) not really buying into the idea of a reset. Um, But you start with a new team, you bring a lot of guys up because a lot of guys are gone, and then you get you get some momentum and what's interesting is that in spite of the momentum or despite the momentum you have a bunch of injuries to key players um if you look at the number of players jettisoned and the savings there and take that out of the equation you you recently said something like there's 37 million dollars in contracts injured right now yeah on the team um and, and in spite of that and bringing up players from the AHL and bringing up prospects that you didn't really expect to see play more than a game or two in Nashville this season and signing guys from college, you know, uh, free agent defenders from college that are still actively taking college classes and bring them to the NHL directly to play uh, meaningful minutes, dare I say. And the team goes on this run, you know, it's, it's hard to be, it's hard to be upset with the team for not making the playoffs. You know what I just realized? Not not to cut you off, but just in in talking about all the changes and everything, one player. So so nobody on this team, no no player on this team played eighty two games. I think that's not a surprise. Correct. One one player played eighty games. You could probably guess who that is. Who played eighty games this year? Um, well, Colton Sissons. Yes, Colton Sissons played eighty games. After that, played all eighty two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, correct. Uh <clears throat> wow, that was dumb. Okay, it's so okay. Colton says this out if you want. Colton Sissons has played in 80 games so far. I was I'm already like shut off I, I've already shut off this this season, you know season, what I mean? Like season's <laughs> over. To me it was already clean locker clean out yeah. day. Yeah. Okay, yes, correct. <laughs> it's 80 game 80, not game 82. Um Colton Sissons played in every game this year. Dante Fabro has played in 77. Jakob Trenin has played in 75. Like in the past, they've had players that have played like all season long. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, Matias Eckholm, Colton Sissons is one of those. But like, you know, Forsberg played. Well, Forsberg's not really. But I, I just, it feels like, it feels like there's so few players. There's a lot of players on this list that have played in like 50 games, 55 yeah. games, 56 yeah. games, 57 games. There's just been so, it's been so inconsistent. The, the team picture today, <laughs> they, they uh they did the team picture today on Bridgestone was huge. There were so yeah. many players in that team picture. I saw and that. like 
And there were players missing from that. I mean, I, you know, Nino Niederreiter wasn't there. Nutias Ekholm wasn't there, and they played 50 games or something. So yeah. there, there were players missing from the picture that should have that contributed a lot to this year that weren't in the picture. So, and then even some other players, like obviously Tolvanen wasn't there. But um, what? Yeah. Where so, you know, I mean, I, I think that to some extent, it was obviously a long shot for them to make the playoffs, but there was just this weird thing that was happening where there was a lot of the, the vibes were good. And you kind of thought, who knows, maybe they could do it, but th- there was just too much inconsistency. There's not enough offensive punch. The defense was getting hemmed in. The goalies were great, but like just not good enough to, to get it done. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of the season. And uh, there's still two games to play. We'll talk about what that means, but um, I know you had something about like the difference between the beginning of the yeah. season and now. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, it's just to me, this is just I don't want to say like this is the season in a nutshell, but I think what if, if we look at this, we talk about this and, and maybe we'll we'll get a graphic up or something um, on, on Twitter or something. Uh, maybe, maybe so people can kind of see what we're talking about here, but we get at every, every home game, when you go in to cover the team in media row, they bring around the uh, projected lineups, which are usually hundred percent accurate. Um, and these, these were, as far as I remember, but, uh, the first game I really wanted to look at was game three, which was the first home game after the, the, the uh, European games, um, and then, of course, the most recent home game was, I believe, April 6th against the Hurricanes, the exciting, exciting uh, Hurricanes game. Um, mm-hmm. So here's here's the deal. Um, <laughs> let's look at the lineup from the first game at, in the States to uh, the, the last game at, at Bridgestone. So your first line, OK, your first line, Philip Forsberg, Mikhail Granlund, Matt Duchesne. Okay. None of those players played in the last week. None of those players played in the last week. One of them is no longer with the team. One of them plays in Pittsburgh now. Um, Let's compare that to the first line, the first line against Carolina of Igor Afanasiev, Cody Glass, Philip Tomasino. Just, Just for the sake of comparison, and I think this is really interesting, if you add up like the total games played between all of these guys, um, I want to say that none of them, if you add them all up, you don't have any, we don't even have half as many as the next least experienced guy from the first line from the third right. game, which was, yeah, believe it or not, Philip Forsberg, who's uh, at 500, was it 568 games? It's, it's insane to me. I mean, that's, you know, you want experience, you want skill, you want speed. Um, that line had all of that. This line also worked pretty well together. Um, but didn't quite have the, the game experience uh, going down to the, to the second line from the first game. And I don't want to, I'm not going to go as slow as we go through all this, but sure. you've got Nino, Nino Niederreiter who now plays for the Winnipeg Jets, the playoff bound Winnipeg Jets. Congratulations to Nino on that. That's exciting. Um, wish him all the best. And uh, centered by Ryan Johansson and over on the other side, Ellie Tolvanen, who is now also playoff bound with the Seattle Kraken. Um, let's let's fast forward and say that the second line was center Tommy Novak w- with Luke Evangelista and Kiefer Sherwood on the wings. Um, not what you would expect, I think, um, at all in that situation. Yeah. Um, 
third line, and this one's interesting because it was Trinan, Sissons, and Janot. Yeah. Janot, of course, now an injured member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. And the only change to that third line um, against Colorado or Carolina is, of course, Rasmus Asplund. I'm probably Which, not saying that right. Over the over time, Cole Smith took that yeah. line, right? Yeah. But then he got injured, so. Pretty pretty uh, securely Cole Smith spot after Janelle yeah. was gone, um, but yeah he's he's injured. Um, although he was he was seen at the team picture today giving bunny ears to other players. Oh, I missed that. What a rascal, huh? Um, <laughs> fourth line was Cole Smith, Michael McCarron, and Kiefer Sherwood. Which Cole Smith is now injured. Michael McCarron. Um, strangely back on the fourth line after a prolonged yeah, absence due to right. being in the player's assistance program. Right. And then Kiefer Sherwood um, had moved, moved up to the second line after going back to Milwaukee and, and setting the world on fire down there. Yeah. Um, but the fourth line most recently, Zach Sanford, Mark Jankowski, and Michael McCarron. Interestingly, McCarron back on the wing instead of yeah. the center. The, the, the mention of those three guys, Kiefer Sherwood, Mark mm-hmm. Jankowski and Zach Sanford mm-hmm. reminds me that yeah. the, I, the, weren't all three of those dudes signed on like the same day. It was like, it was like so, in the same day or the same week, all three of those dudes were signed. The, uh, David, David Poyle signed all those guys. And I remember I thinking, think cause so. it was the Zach Sanford group, right? We yeah. were unable to distinguish those three guys together. Yeah. We were, we were like, like, we don't know who's going to be playing yeah. for the Preds, but it's probably and not like, these I guys. never would have thought that, not only did all three of those guys play pretty much all year, but like they're still yeah. on the roster. I thought it would be like one guy would emerge, and I thought it would probably be Kiefer Sherwood. Yeah, and then actually, I thought it would be Zach Sanford. Then Kiefer Sherwood scored the first goal of the year, so I thought Kiefer would take that role. And actually, I think he's probably the better of the three. I I, I like him a lot. Yeah, uh, I I was impressed with him all the way back at training camp. I thought he's so not only for all. Not only for all three of those guys to last, but like they're still here. I just I, that's that's crazy to me. Yeah, I, ne- oh, I never yeah. would have thought that. Well, especially you know considering the amount of of injury that had to happen to really bring them back up. It's injury and trade. It was pretty impressive how buried down the the depth chart they were. Um, let's go over to guess who the guess who the first defensive pairing was. At the uh, the first game, the first home game of the season, you want to guess who was on the first pairing? Um, I'm trying to remember because I, I I know for a while Ekholm was switched to the other side. I think he was with McDonough. Yeah. I'm guessing it was yeah. Yossi and Fabro or Yossi and Carrier. Yossi and Carrier, and that was that was one of the big questions <laughs> we were looking at in the off season was where was Fab, where would Fabro and Carrier fall? Yeah, um, and I I don't think. I think we were not terribly surprised that Carrier was kind of the one that won out on the higher position. Um, but yeah. that's what ends up happening is you've you've got Carrier and Yossi paired together I, with, like you said. Can I ahead. can I guess can I guess what the six defensemen were on that, that game you're talking about? Yeah, please. Yossi Carrier, McDonough, Ekholm, Lozon, Fabro. Uh Lozon is incorrect. The others were all right. Was it Borovetsky? Borovetsky was playing hockey wow. in game okay. three. Not, not for very many more, but he was playing hockey at that point in time. Yeah, um, yeah uh, that's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, and you look over, and that was the, like you said, Ekholm had moved over to the other side to play with McDonough. 
um, which was a failed experiment in yeah. in most people's eyes, and then Borvieski paired there with Fabro um, at the at the Hurricanes game. It was McDonough and Fabro playing on the first pairing. Yeah, Tyson uh, Tyson Berry, who is new to the team, and of course still in college classes, Jake Livingstone playing yeah. alongside Tyson Berry with a third pairing of Spencer Stastny and Cal Foot. Yeah, very different. Um, it's been a wild ride. What a strange year this has been. Kind of two seasons in one, honestly. The first yeah. half of aging veterans who just weren't getting it done, and then inexperienced forwards or in, inexperienced players trying to do their best and not being able to overcome the hole that they were presented with. So, so um, yeah, it's it's been a strange year and it is now kind of officially, unofficially over. There are still two games left to play. Uh, what will happen in those two games? I will tell you about that right after I tell you about Relax the Back. If you want to live Ooh. better, feel better, and sleep better every day, you need to check out Relax the Back. They've got tons of customized comfort options for the office, for relaxing at home, for sleeping at night. I'm talking about ergonomic office chairs, those zero-gravity chairs that can lean you back in the right position so your spine is in the perfect, correct position so you can work better, sleep better, or just relax every single day. They also have quality recovery options if you've been injured or you're recovering from a workout, really intense workout. Massage chairs, recliners, foot massagers, back massagers, all of it right there in the store. They've also got stuff for sleep, all the things you would need for uh, a good night's rest, Techno gel mattresses, the Temper Ergo Smart Base systems, the wedge systems, the posture pillows for getting you in the correct natural position for sleeping. You've just got to check it all out. I would strongly suggest if you are having any kind of pain issues in your back or legs or feet or whatever it is, neck, uh, go to the store in Green Hills at 2020 Glen Echo Road. Walk in there. Tell them you heard from us and walk in there and ask them about how you can fix your sleep issues or your back issues or whatever's going on. Because they have a sleep agent on hand every single day. Talk to Glenn. He owns the store, and he will tell you about all that and also the four pillars of wellness, which are healthy sleep, healthy body, healthy work, and healthy mind. So at the uh, at Bridgestone Arena today, I was there for a long time because <laughs> various reasons, but uh, um, we were waiting to talk to John Hines, and... What I can tell you is they had some exit interviews today. Why exit interviews when there's still two games to go? Well, Sean, since you asked, uh, the answer is I think there are a lot of guys that are not going to be playing these last two games because they're probably headed to Milwaukee. Um, so I thought it would be fun to figure out who do we think is going to play in these last two games because it's a very strange position. Number one, you've got a lot of injuries. You've got a lot of, a lot of guys that can't play. And really shouldn't. At this point, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg don't need to be anywhere near uh, the ice rink right now. There's no reason for them no. to play in these two games. Obviously, Johansson and Duchesne are not playing. I don't even think Yusso Parsonen should play, even though he already came back. Just give him the rest. Uh, Alex Carey is not going to play. Uh, Mark Borbieski is obviously not going to play. Who else is even injured? Cole Smith probably not going to play. So, like, there's a lot of guys that can't play. They're injured. So who's going to play? Well, there's a lot of guys that, you know, the Milwaukee Admirals are about to make the, the Calder Cup playoffs, and they okay. could use some guys. 
So they need to go down and play Milwaukee. So I don't, I, I still can't really figure out who's going to play in these the games. I mean, who are the bodies that are going to come up to play in here? I think we're going to see some strange lineups. I mean, I don't know where you want to start, but who do you think is a, is there anyone that's guaranteed you think will play in these last two games? Colton Sissons. Okay. Colton Sissons. Yakov Trennan. Yakov Trennan. He'll play. No, no nights off for those guys. Yeah. Those guys play every day. Colton Sissons. Rasmus Asplund. Yep. He's going to play. That's a good call. Rasmus Asplund will play. Cody Glass. Think Cody Glass will play? I guess might as well. I mean, he's. You don't think he will? No, no, no. I I think you're right. No, he's he's definitely not going down to Milwaukee. Yeah, you're right. Cody Glass will play. Tommy Novak? Don't know. Boy, Tommy Novak would be valuable as uh, all get out in Milwaukee right now, wouldn't he? I think I think Tommy Novak stays in Milwaukee. Think so? I'm sorry, stay, stays in Nashville. Sorry. Yeah, uh, that I, I would say he does. But man, can you imagine if you're on the on the brink of a, a pretty high seating at the Collar Cup playoffs, <laughs> adding Tommy Novak into that right now? So now, I mean, so now we get to a weird section. Key for Sherwood, does he play? Ooh. In Nashville, does he play in Nashville? You know, I mean, he was uh, t- he was lighting it up at the AHL level. I think he plays in one of the two games. Okay. Back Sanford. I think he plays in Nashville. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mark Jankowski. Probably Nashville. Okay, so we've got eight forwards or something like that. We need like a few more. Um Who's gonna? T- I mean, you know, this is, this is so weird. But like, well, okay, I could let me tell you who I think who I pr- I'm pretty sure is not gonna play because I I while we were waiting for John Hines, there were a lot of guys that were sitting outside waiting for exit interviews, and I can tell you some of those names right now. So Spencer Stastny's not gonna play. He had his inter- exit interview. Igor Afanasyev has already been sent down, so that's already official. Right. I think Luke, Luke Evangelista, Jake Livingstone, and Kevin Gravel are not going to play because I think they've are, they they looked like they were having ex- exit interviews today. Um. Oh, Tomasino. I think Tomasino plays. In that. Okay. Game. Yeah. That's your six right there. That's your top six, and then you got one more line. There's a whole other line to go. Let's cut. Co- start covering some defense. McDonough. Does he play? Yeah, he plays. Barry. Yeah, he plays. Fabro. Yeah, he plays. Gets a little hairy after that, doesn't it? Lowe's on. Yeah. He's he's a hurt. Oh, that's right. He's hurt. Can't play. He's got a body injury. All right. Cal Foot, he can play. He can he can take all the yeah. minutes if he wants to. Doesn't matter now. He's gonna eat up those minutes. Yeah, take give him every minute. Just just let just let him get it out because feed Cal minutes. It just might be the last <laughs> might be the last hurrah for Cal Foot. Give him 30 minutes in each game. Ooh, 30 minutes of cow foot tonight or uh, Thursday and Friday. Why not? Why not? Who else is left? Let the big dog eat. Who else is left, left on D? Who, who can play D? I mean, who, who else is out there? Like um, Kevin Gravel, Al Gill, <laughs> Roland can, McCown. Can we get Hal Gill out there, maybe. Um, there's like literally no one else to play. Kevin Gravel, I don't. Maybe he doesn't go. Maybe he wasn't out there. I thought I saw him. Maybe Kevin Gravel plays Perville, whatever his name is. I thought they uh, already sent him back. Did they bring him back up? I mean, if they did, it might have been a paper move. I mean, like, I don't yeah. think these guys are flying to Milwaukee just yet, but 
I don't know who the six on DR. Like I, I, I can, I can get you four. I just don't know who the sixth is, the fifth or sixth. I mean, you could go five D. Could you enough five D? It's gonna be weird, man. April tenth. It's two days ago. Predators assigned reassigned Kevin Gravel to Milwaukee. Okay. Okay, so he was all right. He's already been. He was there today for the pictures and everything. But so I guess he did his interviews. He's not going to be there. He's not playing. He's not playing on Thursday, Friday. Okay. But there's. I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and two goalies. There's still five guys. I have no idea who these players are going to be. What if you? Okay, so I'm going to guess that Lincoln is going to play at least one of these games because they're back to back. If not both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. No, it, why that's, not? That's, yeah, that's two of them. Yeah, Lincoln will get one. Soros will get the other. Yeah, for sure. Put Sor- put Soros at forward. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. I think you have to have a backup goalie. I mean, Chris Mason's going to be there. The e-bug, yeah. You just have to be on paper. I mean, what are the chances they actually are going to need him? Like, just let it, you know. Well, I think the I just you know I, let me go to Cap Friendly. That'll help me figure out who who I'm, I've got to be forgetting some some people here. Um. Oh, McCarron. Okay, McCarron is one of them. McCarron will play. I'm assuming he'll play. McCarron will play. Um. Did I put Thomasino on my list? Maybe Parson. Yeah, I did. Maybe Parson Parson played. I mean, he came back. He played hockey. I mean, I I assume. Yep. I guess you so Parson is going to play. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. We need one more forward. Who's the other forward? Sean Smith. I can't skate. It's going to be real bad. Kalen Kalen Smith. We'll bring the boy out. Turn the bull loose. Work out the big cat. Did I put Zach Sanford? Oh, I did put Zach Sanford's on there. I mean, the boy is four no foot five. There's no reason for them to bring. Eight. There's no reason for them to bring someone up for this, right? Like John Leonard. Like, does he come back? No, I don't think so. I don't know who I'm missing, but but I yeah. Let's think about this too, and let's just when do the Calder Cup playoffs actually start? What's the not till uh, not till next week? Okay, so uh, just hear me out. I get. I get that, you know, they, they're the playoffs are coming up and I get that there's no reason to keep these guys up here. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, I don't think they stand to gain a lot in the way of you know seating. Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot to lose in the way of seating. It's, it's also entirely sure. possible that, yeah. you know, Go ahead. sorry, they just wanted to get some exit interviews out of the way. I mean, yeah, we know often I guess that's true. Gone. we know Rebel's gone. They may just, you know, I mean, there's plenty of guys that have been signed to um, tryouts and stuff like that to fill out the Milwaukee roster. <laughs> These guys are up here. Yeah, I, I, well I guess let it ride. I, I didn't consider that. I mean, I guess I just thought the vibe that I got today was that these exit interviews were guys that were not coming back to Nashville. Like they were right. They were le- they were doing exit interviews because they were they were leaving today to go to Milwaukee. That's that's the vibe right. I got. I don't know. If that's true. Maybe that's not true. But yeah, so and I also don't know what the rules are. I mean, like maybe there's rules about who can play in the Calder Cup playoffs based on who's on the lot. I don't know what the rules are there. I don't know either. But we're still missing four, two def- def- defensemen. So I mean, you know, may- maybe since Spencer Sass, this is a very silly discussion because it doesn't matter. But 
there's nothing else to talk about because the playoffs are not longer. You can go five D. You can go five D. Go five D. Go five D, man. Five D eleven F. It's gonna be real cool. They can't do that. They can't. They. I mean, what's what? What are the minimum requirements? Isn't it like Alex? Alex, did we not sit next to each other at yeah. that game against Colorado? Where there I remember were like four players on the ice for Colorado. I do. It was the crazy, but like I think there's a minimum. I think it's like fourteen. Meh. I don't know. Maybe there's we'll not. see. Okay, so we'll we'll see who plays in these two games. It's gonna be. There's gonna be plenty of intrigue. I can definitely say that. Well, I guess that depends on your definition of intrigue. I think there's going to be a lot of um, the other teams are going to be fielding their or icing their uh, full roster. That's for sure, because Minnesota wants to try to not have, you know, not be the third seed and Colorado wants to try to make sure they win the central. So, right. Yeah, these these this is going to be two ugly games. I mean, even if they even if they win them, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And uh, they probably need to lose them to just maximize their potential draft position. So, um, which we can talk about later. But yeah, there's a there's not a lot to look forward to with this particular uh, these last two games. But still, it's hockey. It's live. It's professional hockey in person. So you might as well go. You know. Well, I, again, what else are you going to be doing on a Thursday and Friday night? There's nothing else to do in Nashville. Yeah, that's correct. Nothing. No, no, nothing. No, I mean, literally no, just a no shenanigans <laughs> or goings on or anything. I don't think I think shenanigans shut down, Alex. I don't know if that place shenanigans still stop at 8 p.m. That's the city city rule. <laughs> OK, well. No monkey shines either, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we will see everybody next week and um you can check out all of our Preds coverage at a to z sports.com. You can check it out there. Also, follow me on Twitter at AlexDarty1. Follow Sean at SCSNSH. We will be back in force soon, and uh, we'll see everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>